you up in this place and we thank you for the awesome privilege to be in your house, to lift up our voices and to praise and worship you. And Lord, we just ask that you come now and you just fill this place and fill our hearts with your presence. In your precious name, amen. Singing, Jesus, you're my Savior. There is no one else like you. You have all my heart. Oh my heart, I will sing forever. I am so in love with you. You have all my heart. Oh my Jesus, you're my Savior. Jesus, you're my Savior. There is no one else like you. You have all my heart. Oh my heart, I will sing forever. I am so in love with you. Oh my heart, oh my heart, yeah. Come on, let me get that first hymn today. To the first verse, we go. Oh, 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 you fill my heart with the yeah. Oh, 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 I live to lift your name.
Every day with you is getting better Every word from you is like a treasure Giving all of me and finding more of you Yes, God, you're taking over all of me I'm letting go so you can come and have your way in me It's only by the blood, it's only through the cross, you have overtaken me. It's only by the blood, it's only through the cross, you have overtaken me. God, you're taking over. God, you're taking over all of me. I'm letting go so you can come and have your way in me. Leave it all behind for Jesus. Save my life now. Everything. I worship you, my King. Sing it's only by the blood. It's only by the blood. It's only through the cross. You've overtaken me. Come on, sing it's only by the blood. It's only by the blood. It's only through the cross. You've overtaken me. Come on, put your hands together. It's only by the blood. It's only through the cross. You've overtaken me. Hold on. Just put your hands up. You can do it. Your right hand, your left hand coming together with force. It's called clapping. It's a biblical thing. They would clap your hands unto the Lord. Come on, I'm telling you, just do something a little bit more than you used to and watch God come and touch you more than you've ever been touched before. Come on. Come on. Come on. It's only by the blood. It's only through the cross. Look at that! Some of you are smiling now. Come on, come on! It's only by the blood. It's only through the cross. You've overtaken me. It's only by the blood. It's only through the cross. You've overtaken me. Sing, God, you're taking over. God, you're taking over. Shout to God with a voice of triumph this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. We're going to take some time to worship and fill out prayer requests. Ushers, if you'd help me. Let's continue to worship Jesus.
now this declaration from out across the nation. Come on, if you need one of those, just lift your hand up and one of the ushers will bring you a prayer request. Many hurting hearts are crying, but our voices seem to be dying. Can you see the battle raging on? Sing, we are the light. We are the light to reach this world. We are the salt preserving these souls. Let us show them the love that we've received now. Yes. We are, we are in desperation. We need to reach this generation. We are speaking louder than before. We are the hope that's been forgotten. We are the love that will be brought in. We are speaking louder than before. So take every chance. Take every chance that you can. We're together taking a stand. Never losing heart, we'll seek as one. We need to be the image of Christ. Show love and serve at all times. We can make a difference in this land. Yes. We are the salt to reach this world. We are the light to reach these souls. Let us show them the love that we receive now. Oh. We are, we are in desperation. We need to reach the generation. We are speaking louder than before. We are the love that's been forgotten. We are the love that will be brought in. We are speaking louder than before. We are speaking. We are speaking louder than before. We are speaking louder than before. As soon as you're done with that prayer request, you just lift it up. One of our ushers will get that from you. We are in desperation. We need to reach this generation. We are speaking louder than before. We are the hope that's been forgotten. We are the love that will be brought in. We are speaking louder than before. Would you stand as we continue just to worship and go into a time of prayer this morning? Lord, we thank you. We praise you. Holy Spirit, just come right now. You know, you might be here today and in need of healing. Maybe you've come and you're sick today or you just need encouragement, strength. You'll notice throughout the book of Acts that the disciples weren't just filled once, they were filled repeatedly. So important to be filled with the Spirit, to allow God to come and touch you and refresh you. It's the key, really. You've got to stay full, otherwise you get in the flesh, you get in trouble. You've got to walk in the Spirit. So whether you just need to be filled this morning or whether you need healing, right where you are, come on, thrust your hands into the heavens. Come on, call on His name. Lift your heart before the Lord. Come on, just call on Him. Hallelujah. Lord, we love You. Holy Spirit, come. 
Fill your people. Sickness and disease, infirmity, command you to go. Back pain, neck pain, joint pain, every ailment. Right now in the name of Jesus, migraine headaches. Somebody having a problem with their jaw. Lord, to heal it right now. In Jesus' name. Lord, touch people. I pray for those this morning who are confused or perplexed and need wisdom. Release wisdom this morning. Release wisdom. Release your power. Lord, you have everything we need for life and godliness. Release your goodness. Release your virtue now. Let your fire come. Let your fire come. Let your fire come upon these people. Fire in the name of Jesus. Let your fire come. Refresh them. Strengthen them now with might in their inner being. Rooted and grounded in your word. Knowing the depth and the breadth and the width of your great love. Lord, thank you. We praise you. For your promises that are yes and amen. Hallelujah. Would you take someone by the hand? Pastor Karen, would you come? Thank you, Lord. Now, don't just listen to me pray. You pray for that person next to you. If you don't know their name... Find out their name. If you forgot, it's okay. Just ask them again. (laughs) Lord, we thank you for your goodness. Lord, we thank you for your mercy. We thank you, God, for your awesome power that's available for us to believe. And, Lord, we're coming before your throne this morning boldly, Lord, to find grace, to find help, God, in this time of need. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we ask right now, Lord, for each of these prayer requests, Lord, to be granted. God, we ask that you would set people free today. Lord, that there would be healing. Even as we've already prayed for healing, God, but we ask and contend again. Lord, even for those that are not here today, that we're praying for, God, that you would touch them. Lord, people wherever they are, their beds today, relatives and friends. Lord, we're asking for our, our lost loved ones to come to know you. God, that you would draw them by your love and by your kindness. Lord, that they that they would be led to repentance. Lord, we're asking God for financial breakthroughs. Lord, we're asking God just for a sweeping move of your spirit. Lord, you are able to do exceedingly above all that we can ask or imagine. Your hand is not too short. Your arm is not too short. And we thank you for your power. We thank you for your love. And we thank you for what you're doing. God, let signs and wonders follow the preaching of your word this morning. We give you all the glory and honor and praise in Jesus' name. Come on, one more thing. I want to pray for America. Come on, reach your hands out north, south, east, and west. Come on, let's pray for our country. We need revival, people. We need an outpouring. We need a generation that's going to rise, not in religiosity, but in the truth and the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the kingdom of God. Come on, let's pray. Father, we stand, Lord, before you. And we ask that you would breathe upon America, that our backslidden country would come back to you, Lord, with a fervency, with a red-hot, white-hot heat. Lord, set our country ablaze with the gospel of the kingdom. Touch your generation, Lord. 
Touch a generation. Awaken a church. Awaken the church. Awaken your bride. Raise up an army, God, in this hour, I pray. That preach and proclaim and demonstrate the gospel of the kingdom. God, we thank you for America. Lord, bring us back, God. Set us ablaze in Jesus' name, even as never before. Every nation, every tribe, every tongue to hear the gospel. Lord, we thank you in our own in our own Jerusalem, right here in Alaska. We prophesy, Alaska, hear the word of the Lord. You shall be. Come on, now that you know it, say it again. Alaska, hear the word of the Lord. You shall be. Do you believe God's doing that and it's His will? Say amen. Amen. Say hi to somebody. Welcome to King's Cathedral in Chapels, Alaska. So glad you're here this morning. Well, we want to give a shout out to all of our youth streamers out there. We do broadcast this this service live over the internet. If you have not checked that out, I'd encourage you to do so. I'm going to go to kcalaska.com. That's our website. It's going to be getting revamped and renewed, but you can go and check that out. And uh, from there, we'll take you to a website called Ustream. And uh, Ustream has uh, hundreds and hundreds of archived uh, videos. We also have a podcast. You can click podcast at our website and click on to get, get the latest uh, sermons that are preached here in this house. Got a lot of great things going on this morning. And before we get into our announcements, I just want to greet our first-time visitors. Anybody here for the first time? Anybody? God bless you. God bless you, folks. Glad you're here. Anybody else? God bless you. All right, put your hands together for these, won't you? Come on, give them a big God bless you on three. One, two, three. God. You may all be seated in the presence of the Lord. Early morning prayer, Tuesday through Friday. Now, I'm getting on an airplane here uh, shortly. I need to take off out of here in about an hour and going to be going to Hawaii for a conference, actually two conferences. Yeah, brutal. 
brutal. You'll really be saying that in January. But you know what? You can all come with me if you like. And uh, if you have a desire to go to any of our conferences, we've been planted out of um, King's Cathedral, Maui. We're an Assembly of God church planted uh, out of there years ago here in, uh, in Alaska. And we now have three different extensions. Very excited about what God is doing. Just got back from Delta Junction. I'll tell you about that in a minute. But anyway, you can keep my whole family in prayer. My wife said, you don't need prayer. I'm the one that needs prayer. I said, oh, yeah. And then she said, no, you need prayer. I need prayer. We all need prayer. So anyway, would you keep us in prayer over this next uh, two weeks, uh, almost two weeks that I'll be gone. We've got some wonderful guests that are going to be coming be be with us on Sunday mornings and Sunday night and Tuesday. And just got a great bunch of things that are happening. Morning prayer, you can go online or you can be right here uh, at the at the at the chapel right here in the sanctuary morning prayer. Tuesday night, everybody say Tuesday night. Tuesday night's Holy Ghost night. Barry Haggerty's going to be preaching Tuesday night. In fact, uh, Barry's also going to be preaching tonight. You don't want to miss it. He, he clued me in on what some of the Word of the Lord is, and uh, I wish I was going to be here. But you know what's great? I can be here when I can't be, because I'm going to be online if I can. And uh, just very thankful for that, or at least I'll catch the archived version. I might be in the air during that time, but... Great. Next Sunday, we have uh, Mark Zweifel. Mark is a, uh, a prophetic voice, flows powerfully in the word of knowledge. He also is on the staff of the Assemblies of God Alaska. He's the district youth director, and uh, he's a, been a friend of mine before he took that position, and uh, he's still a friend of mine and has done tremendous, uh, tremendous work here with the youth, and, and um, you don't want to miss that. He'll be here tomorrow. Uh, pardon me, next Sunday morning. And Sunday night, as well as in Anchorage at 2 o'clock. We do have an extension in Anchorage service there. Is it 2? How many of you are praying for our new building in Anchorage? All right, great. to see, that's probably why it's taking so long. We need help. All right, you be praying. And God will help us get our own building in Anchorage. Intergeneration. Everybody say intergeneration. 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 Now, uh, Barry, uh, Barry Haggerty and his, his son, Zach, and Mandy... They have volunteered. Now, I am so thankful because we really needed God to give us a strategy by which to move the youth forward, as well as Trent and Amy. Trent, would you wave at us? You're there in the back. Trent and his wife are former youth pastors, and they've been here for about six months and helping us with the property out there in Hatcher's Pass. How many of you are aware that we have uh, taken possession of 20 acres in Hatcher's Pass that we're going to be turning by the grace of God into a school? We'll be utilizing it for different things, uh, making it into a prayer center. And, and uh, those guys are out there and helping us with that. So thankful. They're also a part of this new intergeneration. Uh, Brother Barry, would you come and uh, just give us a plug? He, he, he's sort of the, he's the dad in it, you know, because we're, we're about that old. So we get to sort of father the thing. But how many of you know this whole generation really needs fathers? I mean, even if you have a father, you need another one. It's good to have spiritual dads. So he's like a spiritual dad uh, in this thing, volunteering his time along with his son. Who's, his son has moved, uh, is moving rather, I should say, with his wife, Mandy, moving from Anchorage uh, to Wasilla. In fact, they're going to be out on that property also and, uh, and, and done it for the sole purpose of believing God that he's going to have a great move in our youth. Now, now you pastored youth for... And, for, for nine years was a was a youth pastor in the lower 48. We God gave us three youth pastors. His son was a youth pastor too. God gave us three youth pastors. So as a team, everybody say team. team. We're going to have a youth revival, aren't we? You want to give it? That's right. Amen. We're really excited. This past Tuesday was our first kickoff uh, service, and we had um, not including 
the uh, the leaders there. We had 27 teenagers upstairs, and uh, we're very thankful for that. And uh, we're looking for more. We're going to double that very quickly. Uh, so this Tuesday night, uh, we'll start upstairs. We're going to have our own worship upstairs uh, this Tuesday. And so you want to make sure everybody that was here, all the teenagers that were here last Tuesday, make sure you're back and make sure you bring a friend. And let's just pack that place out. Uh, Mandy brought the word last Tuesday, and from what I hear, because I was back and forth, uh, she really brought it. She did a really good job, and I, I think she's preaching again this um, this Tuesday night. So uh, we're just really excited about what God's doing, and, and Zach and Mandy and the whole team, um, it was also included our daughter Hope, uh, the Haggerty's were kind of, there's a bunch of us. But anyway, uh, uh, Hope's helping out. She's a freshman in college, and so she's helping out as part of the leadership as well. And uh, they were all excited about uh, just the feel of uh, Tuesday night. They said it felt really good. Everybody seemed to really be um, pumped about what was going on. So we're real grateful and real thankful. Thank you for all your parents for your prayers and your support. Don't stop now. Keep praying. Somebody wants to get involved. Just see me. Uh, the more, the merrier. Especially as we grow, we know we know that the sky's the limit. So yeah, if you've got a heart for young people, even if you don't have any in your home anymore. Um, or if you do, it doesn't matter. Uh, we uh, uh, we could we could always use bodies. Um, and um, if you have a heart for uh, for ministering to the young people, just just see me, and uh, we'll uh, we'll see about how this thing uh, just takes off. Amen. Now, his son was also is also a worship leader, so they're just going to kick their own worship off right away upstairs. And uh, we're ex- thrilled about what God's doing there. Now we're, we're probably going to run into a little bit of a challenge, which is we've got so many kids that are coming. And youth at the same time, so there might be some shuffling around. Growing pains. How many think that's great? Yeah. All right, awesome. Yeah. Appreciate the Haggerty's and, and, uh, and Trent and Amy and all the people that are volunteering to help with that out of their own time. And uh, wow, what a great church. I, I, I think I'd go to church even if I wasn't the pastor. I'd go here. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Real membership class. You want to find out where we're going, what, we're, what we are, where we've come from, the... the uh, we are an Assembly of God Church, a sovereign Assembly of God Church, and uh, you can find out about all of our doctrine and the vision of the house at our real membership class, and that's on September 17th. You'll need to sign up for that. Um, also, worship and uh, what's called worship arts and ministries. You can see Micah, or you can sign up at the desk. Uh, we've got Children's Church right now, also Children's Church on Tuesday, Sunday night. Everybody say Sunday night. We don't have Children's Church, and I'm going to tell you why. Kids need that. There needs to be a, a segue into into the congregation. And sometimes, if you just have kids church all the time, they never understand what happens in here. Then they go into youth ministry, and there's a big gap between those that go finish high school, go into college, and then continue to serve the Lord. If you look at national statistics, so we have a we have a family Sunday night on purpose. My kids cut their teeth on the back of the pew. And, uh, and they, they sit in the front and they play and they, they, they play quietly, right? And we sit as a family and they draw pictures and, uh, and they, they tell me what I preached after I preached it. Now this Sunday night, Brother Barry's coming, but you bring your kids and it'll be a great time. Amen. Um, also, life groups, realities, classes or courses, lots of things. Prayer time, Friday prayer. You'd be a part of all the different things that are taking place in this house. Amen. Wonderful. We're going to take some time to take our daily seed. And um, this is something we do as a church family to move the vision forward here in Alaska. Um, the Daily Seed is a, a God-given idea that God gave our apostolic leader or senior pastor. I call him our apostolic leader. He's over all of our 62 
I think there's more than 62 now, but 62 churches, uh, and he's over all of them as oversight, and gave him an idea called the Daily Seed. Everybody say the Daily Seed. And uh, that, that is, uh, it's a commitment that many of us made as a family to give a certain amount every day, and that by the end of the week, sow that, either on Sunday morning, Sunday night, into this box right here. We do this in every single extension we have to move forward. It's not our tithes. We'll take that in a minute. This is called the daily seed. And we say it this way, not a debt that we owe. Say it's not a debt that we owe. Not a debt that we owe. How many of you thankful it's not a debt? All right. All right. How many of you, some, a whole bunch of you must be debt free because I only heard like this side. Either this and this side's really indebted or something. I don't know. It's not a debt that we owe. Say it's not a debt that we owe, but a seed that we sow. All right. So we're sowing a seed and we're believing for a harvest. What kind of harvest? A harvest of souls saved. First thing, souls. Harvest of souls saved. A harvest of righteousness. That means being more like Jesus, right? For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten. Being, being like God and everything. Harvest of righteousness and a harvest of blessing. I mean, say blessing. All right, ready? Harvest of souls saved, harvest of righteousness, and a harvest of blessing. All right, good. If you need an envelope that you want to sow this morning, just lift your hand. Stand with me, won't you? This is probably one of my favorite worship songs. I just love it. Reach your hands out north, south, east, and west. Reverend Haggerty, would you come and lead us? Come on, you pastored up in Bethel. Got a heart for Alaska. Come on, let's pray. Come on, let's pray that God give us this. Father, we thank you for the awesome privilege it is to be in this time, in this place, in this moment in history. There's not a better time, Lord, for us to be in the move of God than right now. So, Father, I thank you as people give their daily seed this morning, Lord God, that you would take this, you would take this offering from your people, Lord God, and it would bring forth a harvest of souls from the north, south, east, and west, Lord God. It would go to, to carry the vision that is there in Anchorage and Delta Junction and all across this state, Lord God, into the villages, Lord God, that there, there's darkness there, but Lord, you will bring the light of your gospel and the light of your love into those places, Lord. And we thank you that we get to be a part and we get to partner with you, Lord, in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's come right up to this box right
going to take off here in a minute. That is one of my favorite worship songs. You know why? It takes a hymn, the richness, the truth of the Word of God from the past, and it blends it with the fire and the zeal and the, of revival of now. And I, It's just one of my favorite types of songs, a, a redoing of an old hymn. Awesome. We're going to take a moment to take our tithes. Amen. Usually teach on it. And every time I say that I'm not going to, I do. Uh, so, anyway, if you need an envelope, lift your hand up. Again, if you go to another church you're just visiting today, you want to be sure that you tithe at your home church. Amen. I didn't say I wasn't going to teach, so... I was reading in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17 and 18, it says to command those who are rich in this present age to, to give. And I was meditating on that and realizing that one, God, has, God has a way of helping us to keep free from greed. See, if you have a problem giving and blessing, a problem tithing, it, it might be that you have a greed problem. And, uh, you know, you need to overcome that. God wants to set you free. It says also in First Timothy that the love of money is the root of all evil, King James Version. So you've got to be careful. It's just a test, people. Money's just a test. Just a test. Are you passing the test? I know many of you are. I'm so thankful. Come on, God's doing great things. Our church is strong. We're able to help. We're able to help missionaries. Able to help people. Able to reach out. Come on, we planted two churches in one year. That's good. Listen, that's good. That's that's good. Come on, somebody. We couldn't do that if you weren't being faithful. Praise the Lord. Ushers, would you come? Then we're gonna step all over this thing. All right, ready? Throw some stank. How many of you know what stank is? It's not something that smells bad. Stank is like, ah, you know, spice. Go ahead, it might set you free. Try it. Ah, try it. <laughs> Sound like some hungry birds or something. Okay, let's pray. Father, thank you. Bless your people, I pray, with bonuses, raises, promotions, and inheritances. Lord, as it says in Deuteronomy 28, overtake them with all of these blessings. Bless in the city, bless in the field. Bless going in, bless going out. Release your favor, release your power, release your anointing. God, upon them I ask, houses that we didn't build, vineyards that we didn't plant, the blessing of heaven be upon your people. Why? Bless that we might be a, even the blessing of Abraham. God, release it to your people. Open windows of heaven. Say it with me. The, the heavens are open. The devourer is rebuked. The time of favor has come. Keep on. You ready? The heavens are open. The devourer is rebuked. The time of favor has come. Come on. Third one. Ready? The heavens are open. The devourer is rebuked. Favor has come. In Jesus' name, amen. Ushers, go right ahead.
This short I have, the world can't give it to me. This short I have, the world can't take it away. This short I have, the world can't give it to me. This short I have, the world can't take it away. This short I have, the world can't give it to me. This short I have, the world can't take it away. This short I have, the world can't give it to me. This short I have, the world can't take Away. Yes. To the second verse, we go. All thy works rejoice around thee. All thy works rejoice around the earth and heaven. Reflect thy rays. And angels sing around thee. Center of unbroken praise. Fields and forests, vales and mountains. Thou remainest shining seas. Call us to be joined in the Many Bibles call the book of Acts the Acts of the Apostles. But really, to me, it's the Acts of the Holy Ghost, the Acts of the Spirit of God. The beginning of the church, the first century church. Acts chapter 3. I want to continue in a series on revival. Acts chapter 3. 
we'll start in verse one when I when I get there. Um, on last Tuesday, I preached from Luke 17, and uh, if you were here, Luke 17, verse five and following, if you were here, it's a powerful message on on worshiping God. And as I took some more time to really take a hard look at that, I saw a whole other side to those verses of Scripture and began to prepare a second message with really greater study that went into it. And I desperately tried to cause that piece to fit this morning. But I could not. I have within me, my my wife and I, my family, we have within us sort of a... You know those turkey poppers? Anybody you know it pops when your turkey's done? By the way, if you leave it in until it pops, you have a dry turkey. But anyway, which is probably one of the worst things that you could eat. Tastes like wood. I just dry turkey. You know what we do? We take our turkey out about 45 minutes early, even an hour early. Put it on the put it on the counter, cover it in tin foil, and put bath towels all over that thing and make it like a mummy. And it just, oh, it's good. At any rate, I just didn't have the popper going off. And uh, God gives that to me. I just know when I've got the word of the Lord to preach. And so at about 12.30, I really heard the Lord say, I want you to preach on boldness. And so I'm going to preach a message to you now. I Generally on Sunday, I like to be traditional in that I wear a suit and tie, but I have to catch a plane and drive out of here in about 35 minutes. So I want to preach a message to you in these next 30 minutes or so on boldness, continuing in the series on revival. Now, the first message we did on revival was about having a divine encounter. It's more than just receiving Jesus. It's actually meeting Him in such a way that your life is forever changed. The text that we took on that first message on revival was out of the book of Acts and the encounter that Saul had on the road to Damascus, a a Christian killer, a persecutor of the church, had a light shine round about him. His, His companion saw it, and he heard a voice, and it said, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? He said, Who are you, Lord? He said, I'm Jesus, whom thou art persecuting. And he began to receive a a visitation. He saw Jesus. He says in other parts of Scripture later on, he saw Jesus received his commissioning. We like saying it this way. He had such a divine encounter with God that God knocked the S off and put a P on, changed Saul to a Paul. You've got to have an encounter with God. And it's more than just praying a sinner's prayer. And I don't want to minimize that. That is the, the, the formula we have by which you get your sins forgiven. It's truth. Come on, if you believe in your heart, you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you'll be saved. But the church has relegated that to be the entire experience. And I'm going to tell you that if you've not met God, not had an encounter with the power and the fire of the Spirit of God, then you're probably having a very boring walk with Jesus. And you're probably lacking what we call boldness. So I want to talk to you about boldness. Because boldness is a key to revival. In fact, I would say that many of you 
might not be walking into all that God has for you because of timidity. Turn to Proverbs 28. And hold your, hold your finger there. Proverbs 28, I'll paraphrase it. It said the righteous are as bold as a lion. Bold as a... Has anybody ever seen a lion? I mean, I don't mean, you know, not like one that's all neutered in the zoo. I mean a lion. Anybody ever... I haven't either. But there was a time when I was a young man, while I was living in Thessalonica, in Greece, out just outside of Thessalonica, where the, the church was that Paul wrote, First and Second Thessalonians, that's exactly where he wrote it to. The church was located there. When I was a young man, I lived there for a period of time. And I worked at the Yorkakaniki Skoli. Skoli. It's, a, it's a, a farm school that would bring innovative techniques from America into Greece to help them get greater productivity. And I had gotten a scholarship, and I went over there, and I was at that school and working. And there came a problem at our school. We had these calves, and the calves kept getting killed by wolves. And they found it was just one wolf in particular, but wolves, you know, they're not, they really run in packs. So, But there was one wolf, and it was a black wolf, and it was really big. And so the men, and I, 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 I was like a man boy. I think I was 18 or something. Some of you might have a man boy living in your house anyway. So they told us, okay, look, there's, there's a wolf. And they, they put baseball bats and axe handles by nearly every single door that there was. So that if you had a problem, you could just reach behind a door, any, any outside door. It would be like if this was one of the doors, it, there would be an axe handle right by. So you could just reach in and grab it and protect yourself. But the men had guns. I, I figured I was a boy man because I got a stick. Anyway. And I was washing my clothes at the, at the clothes washing place. I think it's called a laundromat. And as I was washing my clothes, I began to hear screams from down from, from lower and gunshots. Now, I knew that it was the wolf. And I was, man, I was wild. I was wild. I was a wild, aggressive, I was into sports. And I personally wanted to be the guy that killed the wolf. Oh, no, I knew I could do it. I was fast. I was agile. I was quick. And I was going to kill it. So as soon as I heard the screaming, I grabbed this baseball bat from the door that was by the laundromat. And I, I ran out with my bat cocked, ready to go. Me and my Louisville slugger. And I heard screaming. And I'm thinking, come on, come on. I'm, I'm going to get the wolf. The wolf is mine. I had boldness. Or stupidity. I think I found it was stupidity after, let me finish my story. It was just then as I'm, I'm begging, come on. I'm, I'm just saying, come on, come on, come on, come on. Where? I mean, it's dark. Come on, where are you? I'm going to just crack that thing. I'm going to be the savior of the camp. School. They'll put my name on a plaque. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, this wolf runs by me. Runs by me at a distance of about maybe 20 yards. Can I tell you the fear? The fear that ripped through my body. 
I had not experienced since I was a small boy. My dad was giving me the belt. Except it was probably times ten. I mean, it's just a... It took my breath. I mean, this thing was like a wild animal. Its eyes kind of glowed as it ripped by me. Like, ah! My knees were having fellowship one with another. But as it ran by, I mustered my strength and my vivor. I mustered my boldness and I ran after the wolf. I ran after it and I began to just have a great release of adrenaline. My wife calls it adrenaline squirts. That happens sometimes when I'm driving for her. I turned the corner and to turn the corner there was a, a, a pretty high wall and that's where some of the dumpsters were. And as I turned the corner, and there was one light right there, I turned the corner, there was the wolf. I had had it cornered. And I came running up, and it turns around and looks at me and burned a hole in the back of my head. Now, I mean, if you have ever faced a wild animal without a gun, you know, gun, you just be like, ah! No, I had a stick, man. I had a baseball bat. Try that. This thing burns a hole in my head. I'm, I might have soiled myself. It was bad. It looked at me and just went and jumped over the wall. I was like, oh, he saved me again. Thank you, God. The wolf had boldness. I had boldness for a moment. It faded quickly in the heat of the battle. Everybody say boldness. Stand up on your feet. Take your Bibles. Acts chapter 3. Let's read the word of the Lord. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask of alms of them that entered into the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him, with John, said, Look at us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have I give unto thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and he lifted him up and immediately... His feet and his ankle bones received strength, and he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. Father, I pray, at the moments that remain in this service, I ask that you would release holy boldness upon each and every one of us. Lord, it is a key to move forward into the gifts. It is a key for revival. And Lord, You have not given us a spirit of fear or timidity, but of power, love, and sound mind. Release boldness. The righteous are as bold as a lion. Release boldness, I pray, today through Your Word and by Your Spirit. In the name of Jesus, Amen. You may be seated. So boldness is a key ingredient. And as you look at the main characteristics of the apostles and the disciples in the book of Acts, boldness is one of them. Definitely a main characteristic. Bold, 
To be bold, according to the dictionary, is to dare to do. Dare to do. Peter and John going to the temple prayer, time of prayer, they see this man who's brought there daily, gate called beautiful. He's a beggar. That's what alms are. Read from the King James this morning. And seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked for alms. Peter fixed his eyes on him, and he said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have. I want to say, first of all, the church has forgotten what we have. And by the way, this silver and gold have I known will smash your whole, your, whole, your whole theology that some of you might have about prosperity. Either that or he left his purse at home. I mean, I don't know. But he didn't have silver and gold, and guess what? The lame guy didn't need any. Oh, he might have needed a meal, but he had a need that was far exceeded what silver and gold could buy. I want to tell you this morning, in this short sermonette that i got about 20 minutes to bring, what you need is not so much silver and gold. What you need is a boldness. A holy boldness to believe God's Word for what it says. To become a spiritual athlete. To, to so get the Word of God deep down in your spirit that you think it. Boldness. Everybody say, God, make me bold. So Peter says, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have in the name of Jesus... Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. He releases a command. That's bold. Now, he then grabs him by the hand and he yanks him up on his feet. Now, that is bold. Timidity wouldn't do that. Timidity would be like, may the Lord bless you and keep you and, and, and heal you. Amen. That's not what he did. Peter and John had boldness. They, they released a, a command in faith. They knew what they had. I'm telling you that we are a generation that God wants to set ablaze. But that blaze and that fire, that inferno, will not happen unless some people get some boldness. You know, so oftentimes we're waiting on God when God's waiting on you. I mean, what do you want him to do? Come and die on a cross again? He already did it. Peter says he's given us everything we need for life and godliness. I quoted it a little bit earlier. Everything we need for life. And now life is Zoe life. We're not talking just breathing. We're talking about the life of God, the abundant life. And if you don't have that, you need to ask yourself why. And you need to say, hey, God, you said I could have life and life abundant. It looks like I have life short and skimpy. God, help me out. And begin to take a look. You might have sin in your life. You might have some wrong theology in your life. You might be oppressed. You might be depressed. You might have situations and circumstances that you've gotten hopeless over, but God, in His power, He can release hope and faith to you, and you can overcome. The man's healed. If we're going to have revival, there needs to be signs and wonders. I believe that. And now that can be people living holy. How many of you know that's a sign and a wonder? I mean, it really is. So many people call themselves Christian and just watch all kinds of nasty movies and curse and and what, what, I don't I don't even know what, what is that? 
What is that? You're just a religious person that the devil still got a hold of. That's good preaching right there. And that's a life of bondage. Look, I, I, I've lived that life, a life of compromise. And it's really a bummer. It's painful. It's difficult. And it's powerless. Timidity is often connected to thoughts, attitudes, motives that are, that are in error. I mean, if you really begin to know God, then I'm going to tell you what begins to happen for you. You begin to walk different. You begin to talk different. When your faith begins to rise and you get filled with the Holy Spirit, boldness is just an outcome of what takes place. I mean, that's just a byproduct. I just heard the Lord say, tell them they're born for this day. You're born for this day. I just heard the Lord tell them, you're born for right now. I mean, we're waiting for something to happen. Let me tell you something. God's waiting for us to make something happen. You know, I'm so thankful what happened over the past few days with Glenn Beck. And I know, at least I'm told he's a Mormon and whatever, but he stood in Washington and called America back to God. He understands. I mean, Mormonism's a different God. And if I'm offending you, then you just need to study and find out about that. But it's just not the same God we worship. But he's got the right thought. We've got to return to God. We've got to return to the Word of God. We've got to return to morals. We're going to have, you know, you can pray for a bailout. You can pray for the, the polit- a, a new president. You can pray for all of those different things. But if America doesn't come back to God, we're still going to be in a world of hurt. I mean, we're in a world of hurt now. And that will not happen without people getting a boldness. Come on, say, God, make me bold. Come on, say, I was born for this day. Look, you, you know, you, if you have a fear, you need to confront it. I'm, I, I'm into confronting my fear. If I have a fear over something, I don't mean like the fear of God. That's a fear you don't ever want to overcome. That's good. Let it resonate within you. I mean like fear of heights. I mean like fear of planes. I mean like fear of irrational fears. If you have irrational fears like that, you need to confront them, people. <laughs> I got like three people nodding and everybody else like, shut up. A friend of ours, Rodney Howard Brown, was afraid of heights. Do you know this story? It's a powerful story. You know what he did? He went to a high rise that had a glass elevator. He rode the glass elevator for four hours, praying in tongues, until he was healed. And if you're afraid of stuff, the fear of man brings a snare. Some of you are afraid of being rejected by people. Listen, there's only, statistically, it's proven that there's only two or three people that like you anyway. That ought to set you free. Amen. (laughs) That ought to give you some boldness. (laughs) Now, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't raised in the church, but let me, let me just give you a key to boldness, a key to boldness. 
and we could go on, and, and if I had time, I'd fully develop this, but they're threatened. They're threatened by the religious people of the day. You all right? <laughs> I got the joy, I got the joy, I got the joy. Listen, joy is something that should happen in a church. If it's so depressed and you're, if you're hearing the crinkling of, of mints opening and that makes you nervous and stuff, there's something wrong. The church is supposed to be filled with joy. Come on. The mortuaries down the street. Hello. The church is a place of life. Come on, somebody. Now, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. I wasn't raised in the church, and I wish I was. And my kids will have that testimony, and they'll go on to serve God, never backslide, and marry equally yoked, on-fire people. We already figured out with my daughter that the man that's going to marry her will show up, knock at our house. I will give a message in tongues. They'll have the same interpretation that I have, and then I'll know that's him. I got it figured out. I could call her down right now and say, hey, baby. She'd say, yes, Dad. She's 11. I say, who's going to pick your husband? She'd go, you will. I go, that's right. Amen. See, that's a little controlling. Absolutely. <laughs> she then goes on. We, that was what we did at first, like from zero to about three or four. We've added, you are Dad. And then I said, okay, and who else? She goes, I am. I go, yes. And she goes, Jesus, Mommy, and Danny, we all can pick them together. I go, that's right. It's a family thing. Anyway, there was a time when I didn't serve God. I know some of you might find that shocking. There was a time when I didn't know Him. Oh, I knew of Him, and I did believe, but the Bible says even demons believe and tremble. James says demons believe and tremble. There's a difference between believing, receiving, and walking with Him and just knowing He exists. Just because you believe He exists doesn't mean you're blessed. And you walk in favor, and it certainly doesn't mean you're going to heaven, ladies and gentlemen. Just because you got baptized, you could have baptismal water dripping off your face and split hell wide open just like some other person. Hell's not for you. Heaven is for you. Hell is for the devil and his minions. It is not made for people, but that's where you end up if your sins aren't forgiven, and that's just the way it is. Now, I believed in God, but I wasn't serving Him. And throughout my college years, I visited the, the vendors of Liquid Courage. I went to bars and stuff. Liquid Courage. You ever heard that? Liquid Courage. Have you ever seen, like, there was this one kid. He's like four foot eleven. It's th- just... You know, he was just, he was a tiny guy. You know, bless his heart. And when he had a few. When he had a, when he had a few, when he put down the hatch a couple drinks. His chest, what he had of one, would puff out. And he just wanted to fight everybody. We'd have to take care of him. I mean, he'd be in the bar, he'd start getting hammered. You know, he shouldn't do that. It's like Pee Wee Herman or something. You know what I mean? I mean, like, you know, it's not the kind of guy that you'd be, you know, betting would do all right in a bar brawl. 
but he would drink and have liquid courage and he'd just be all like, are you looking at me? These big football players are like, what? Did you look at me? Because if you look at me, we can go outside. You know, bless his heart. Listen, here, I'm going to give you a key. I hope he got saved. Bless him. I don't, I don't know where he's at today. The key to boldness. You need to get intoxicated with the Holy Ghost. Now, that, that might bother you. I don't like the word intoxicated. I'm not talking about any drink that comes from any bar. It says Joel's bar. Joel said in the last days, Joel, prophet Joel, said in the last days I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. On all flesh. I'm going to tell you a key for boldness is getting straight overflowed with the Holy Ghost. Oh, I, I got I to gotta, I gotta do this. Help me, Karen. Okay, here we go. Are these full? Okay. Thank you. This is your average Pentecostal believer. Clean water, good, everything's going great. Is he full? I'm going to tell you what happens when you get full of the Spirit. This is full. Are you ready? Here's full. That's full. That's full. When you get... Don't worry, it's water. All my cleaning people just be set free right now. Amen, it's okay. When you get full of the Spirit, boldness is a byproduct. It just happens. And I have done some things in the, in the Holy Ghost, gotten full of the Spirit, and done some things that afterwards I went, whoa, you're out of your mind. I've made decisions. Come on, some of you have given under the Spirit of God. God told you to do something. You write the big fat check. You drop it in the offering. You're like, hallelujah. Hey. And then on the way home, you're like, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. And you have like this giver's remorse. Why? You leaked. I'm going to tell you something. Here's the key. If you're going to be used of God in revival, if you're going to move into this next thing, if this is going to be the day and the hour for which you were born, you're going to have to get filled with the Holy Spirit. And not just once, over and over and over and over and over again. And look, let me say this, that boldness comes, but it also goes. And when you have boldness and you move down and God uses you with mighty power, you'll find even like Elijah, Elijah wipes out the prophets of Baal, calls down fire. Man, what, a, what an anointing. And then Jezebel says, I'm going to kill you. I mean, he just wiped out all the prophets of Baal. And he runs away. Look, if you get real tired, boldness is difficult. If you get real hungry or physiologically... You know, you get messed up, then boldness can be a challenge. But you've got to stay full of the Spirit. How are we going to be like this? Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have in the name of Jesus, the Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. How are you going to have boldness? Be full, like the bottle. Full. That's a daily thing. You'll notice that 
after the after this, you read further on. How many of you read this later? Some of you know it, but you read further on. They're threatened by the religious leaders and said, "Dude, you better not do one more thing in the name of Jesus." And they said, "Well, far be it for us to obey you rather than God. You decide whether you, what do you think, but we're going to obey God." We can't help but what we have seen and heard. When you have an encounter with God, when you experience God, when He touches your life, it is far beyond some theological thing where you can point to somebody in a book. Look, God is bigger than the book. He's bigger than this. You say, in the beginning was the Word and was with God and the Word was God. You know, yes. This is how you get to know Him, but He's bigger than this. And He wants to give you an experience of His power. And we will not have revival if you don't understand how to walk in boldness. You've got to get Lamakaya Shatana Mahaya. Ha! Full! Got to get full of the Holy Ghost! You leak. We have this treasure in earthen vessels, right? Okay, you're a crackpot. So am I. We leak. We leak. You've got to get full. People that are filled with the Spirit aren't depressed. Depression can come, but you have to overcome it. People that are bold, and I don't mean arrogant. I mean bold. I want to challenge you today. Here's my challenge. One of the things that I, and and I'm going to take my own challenge, one of the things that I've done in my walk with God is that if I ever start feeling a little apathetic, if I'm able to start able to walk past people and be in a crowd and not be moved by those that don't know God, I hate going to the fair. I'll tell you why I hate going to the fair. Because it messes me. All I can see is people that are hurting me broken and wives that are being beaten by the husbands and 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 and, and it breaks my heart and if i ever start cooling off where i where i i'm not sharing or i'm i feel like i'm you know you can end up hanging around christians too much some of you need to hang around christians a little more others of you need to get away from some of them leave the 99 save the the one you can get a coinonitis. That's a church disease. Doesn't sound good, does it? 99-itis, coinonitis. It's when you, all you do is just hang out with Christians all the time. You never have any outreach in your life. You never reach in any hurt and broken people. You never helping anybody that doesn't, that's not in the church or doesn't know the Lord. And there's the other thing, too. You've got the one-itis. In other words, you don't have any fellowship, and therefore you're just getting defiled everywhere you go, and you never have any strength, and you never grow in the Word. ha, <laughs> ha. Whenever I find myself in a place of getting apathetic or lethargic, I'm losing my zeal for the lost, or I'm feeling like I'm just not as bold as I used to, the Lord usually invites me to do something totally off the chart. For me, it has been preaching in in Kmarts, Walmarts, airports, Carl's Juniors. Remember that one? I'll tell you that one. We were just under an attack, and I believe in offensive Christianity, so we were just kind of getting hammered by the enemy. We were in the islands. And I just thought, you know something? That's it. I've had enough. I said, you hit me. You hit me. My my wife and I are, like, bickering, arguing. She had a migraine. 
I said, that's it. I, I, you messed with me too much. That's it. I'm, it's finished. And so I'm thinking about doing something kind of crazy. Kids are hungry. We go into Carl's Jr. Carl's Jr.'s em- like nearly empty. I mean, there's three or four people there. I order my heart attack burger or whatever it is. And double gut buster. And I... They got like a quad gut buster now, man. You've seen those things? Holy cow. As if we weren't big enough gluttons before that. Now we have to have Jesus help us. Amen. The one sin Christians allow. Gluttony. Okay, so I, I walk into Carl's Jr. and I'm thinking, I'm going to do something crazy. I'm going to preach. I'm going to preach Carl. I'm going I'm to do, do a Carl's Jr. And then I thought, no, I'm not. Yes, you are. No. Yes. How many of you ever fought in your mind like that? Okay, so I'm just like, I've got to break out, man. I've got to break out. Now, I've been in this place many times before, and I go, I'm going I'm to do it. And so I'm just, I'm waiting for, my, waiting for my sandwiches, which seemingly take forever. Everybody gets their food before me. I know God's moving. Like, I'm waiting for my gut buster, and it's not, you know, they're not here. It's like they're out, they're out butchering the cow or something. You know, and, and I don't have my bag. I don't have my food, and everybody's, like, getting food before me. So I realize, okay, okay. And I look around. There's maybe ten people in the restaurant. And I just said, okay, I, so I, I pray to God, I believe you're hesitating, we're hesitating here, you've got me here for a second, because you just really want me to do this. So Lord, if you could just release some encouragement to me right now, God, if you could just maybe like bring a bunch of people in, I'll know that'll be a sign. Bring a bunch of people, God, I know that'll be a sign, in Jesus' name, amen. A bus. A bus, a gray hat, like a bus, I don't mean like, not a small bus, not a half bus, not a short bus, a bus. A Greyhound bus pulls up, opens the doors, full of college students, and, and they all get out and pack the place. I don't know what it had to be. I don't know how many people you get on a bus. It's 60. People start coming in. Cars are pulling in. All of a sudden, Carl's Jr. is the place to go. And I'm like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Okay, so I'm still waiting for my burgers, and I look around. I, I scan the crowd. I'm totally, my flesh is like, get out. Don't do it. You're going to be embarrassed. So what? Some of you need to embarrass your flesh. So I start praying in the Holy Ghost. I start praying in my prayer language. And I'd look back, and it's full. And I saw, I picked, this is how my brain works. I saw the spot I wanted to preach from. All right? I'm going to go there. And I, I take a half step. I got my bag now. Now I'm just standing there with my bag. If you saw me on video or something through the security system, it would have been insane. I see my spot. I, I, I go to walk towards it, and some girl goes and walks, stands right in front of it. Stands right where I wanted to stand. I said, God, if you could please. And she just goes and walks off. I thought, yes. I walked over there. I walked over there with my gut busters in my bag, and I said, God, help me right now. And I said, hello, hello. How's everybody today? And they're like, so listen, I just want to tell you something. And I preached the gospel to them. I told them about the love of God. Tears began to well up. I began to feel the fire. I didn't feel the fire before that. I felt the fire after I obeyed. You want to have boldness. Some of you need to step out of the box that you've been living in. Break out. How do you know your next door neighbor is not going to die this week? How do you know the person at your job is never going to hear the gospel? Some of you need to understand this. You are the only Jesus that some people will ever see. 
If you can walk by people and your heart's not pricked at their fact that they might not know Christ, you probably have the devil on you. Oh, that's like an evangelistic thing. Let me back it up and pretend I'm the pastor. If you walk past people and you can't share your faith, your heart might have might have gone a little cold. So I'm not good at that. It doesn't have anything to do with being good at. Gotta share the love of God. Boldness. We're gonna have revival. You're gonna have to get bold, and you will not get bold without some liquid courage from heaven. Would you stand up on your feet? And just ask the Lord to fill you right now. I have a prophetic word for somebody. I know who it is, but I just don't feel like I should corporately give it. So it's for you. And uh, if you just feel your spirit rise up for that, take it. There's a man here, and you're going through, uh, perhaps man and wife, but specifically, sir, you're going through some, some fi- not, not, not so much financial challenges, but some legal difficulties. And there's been those that have rose and risen up against you. And there's been some accusations, and there's been some reports that have been made uh, against you and your, and your business or your profession, and God, by His mighty outstretched hand, as you put Him first, is going to vindicate you. And when it is all done, and it's all said and all done, and your name will be cleared, and God will restore even what the enemy has tried to take from you. And I just release that to you by faith right now. Now come on, all across this place, lift your hands to God and just ask Him to fill you. Fill us! With the boldness of heaven, the righteous are as bold as a lion. Fill your people with your spirit. If you've not been filled with the Holy Ghost and you desire to be filled, or you've been filled before, but you just want a new infilling, you want a fresh release of the power of God in your life, quickly come to the front. Quick, quickly come, quickly come, quickly come. Lift your hands. Come on. Need greater boldness, passion, and fire. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, come! Holy Spirit, come! Holy Spirit, come! Pour over them! Pour over them! Fire! 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 Fire!
And the Lord says over you, I just see a picture of like, you know, you're one of the ones, this is one of the ones that God did like He did with you. You have been undermined. You have been attacked. You have been through so much. Part of the call of God upon this house, pray in the Holy Ghost, people. Part of the call of God in this house is this. We see so many come in that they are dry, so hungry for more. You have been a part of great moves of God in the past. You have seen the power of my kingdom expressed and demonstrated. And the Lord says, the best is yet to come. And today, I'm pouring fresh fire into your heart again. And I also see the Lord touching your family. I see I see waves of the Spirit of God going over the seas. I see waves of the Spirit of God going over land. I see God targeting those that you've been praying for. I'm, I'm filling you afresh today, and I'm calling you back to the very dreams that I spoke to you. I see you like a missionary. I see you going in. Oh. Ah, fire. 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 Lord, release your anointing upon this couple now. 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 Come on, people. Worship Jesus today. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, we love you. We love you. We worship you. Come on, sing in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. that the locusts have taken, God is going to restore. God is restoring, even today. Ministry, missions, power, power in the name of the Lord. Jesus. Lord, we love you. We love you. Come on, just tell the Lord how much you love Him today. Lord, we love you. Now come on, release boldness now upon your people, upon all of us. You have the freedom to pray in the Spirit. Do it right now. Thank you, God. Lord, thank you that we have been created for this day and this hour. That we are God's answer to Alaska because of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We are the answer to deliverance for many. The Lord, without a boldness, we will not step over into the place that we need to be. So I come against fear. I come against timidity. I come against the assignments of the enemy. I come against the flesh. I pray now, Lord, let your fire come upon us. Let your fire come upon us. In the name of Jesus, we thank you. We praise you. Come on, say it with your own mouth. Say, Lord, let your fire 
Come upon us. One more prophetic word. The Lord says over this fine couple right here, pretty new to our church, there's an anointing upon you for ministry. There's a leadership gifting that's within you. I see you preaching. I see you prophesying. I see you going and flowing. And God's going to give you a great ability to reach the hearts of young ones. If you're able to, get plugged into this youth thing and watch what God's going to do in and through you. You have such a heart for young ladies and young women. You have seen what the enemy can do to a family. You've seen how he can ravage and you've seen how he can heal. And God has put his word in your mind and in your heart and he's putting oil upon your lips. And as you speak, it's going to affect and bring change. And I pray, God, Lord, breakthrough for every area in this family in the name of Jesus. Bless them and use them, God, according to your plan and will. In Jesus' holy name and their kids. Amen. Worship you. Did you get something from God today? Reach your hands all, all across the sanctuary. Just take someone by the hand. If you're, on, if you're on the ground, it's fine. You can stay there. Listen, that's just the way we are at this church. It's fine. There's nothing wrong. So what's going on? The power of Jesus. That's what's happening. If you haven't been touched, it ought to make you jealous and realize there's more. There's more. So again, if you're on the floor, you can stay there. People, watch where you're walking. If there's people lie down in the parking lot, they're not speed bumps put there by the church or anything. Come on, it's just the kingdom of God crashing into the kingdom of men, changing us, pouring out His Spirit. Let's pray for each other. Father, thank You so much for all that You're doing. Bless and touch. Pour out Your Spirit upon each and every one. Give us boldness and courage to declare the kingdom of God and demonstrate your power everywhere that we go. The blind to see, the deaf to hear, the lame to walk, the mute to speak. Let your power come. Lord, even the dead to rise. We give you praise and glory. Bless your people. Cause your face to shine upon them. Lift up your countenance towards them. Be gracious to them. Keep them and give them peace. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.